No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Michael Hellickson here with Club Wealth. Super, super excited today to have with me all of, I should say all of, some of my very favorite people in the world. Uh, we have with us today uh, coaches Brian Curtis, Sheree Benjamin, and Long Doan, all three Club Wealth coaches, all three doing some awesome things, very different things from one another. And today, Long is actually not the co-host. He is a guest on the show today. So we're going to make the focus Long Doan, and we're going to be talking about these iBuyer programs. Let me tell you something. This is a big trend in real estate right now. It's, it's something that's getting to be a lot more popular, a lot more prevalent, especially as the market changes and shifts. You're going to see a lot more of this happening. So this is a really timely discussion. So what I want everybody to do, if you're watching right now, do me a favor. And that, this goes also for our panelists. If you guys could do me a favor and start inviting your friends to see this and tag people you know so they can see this. Uh, this is an important conversation and it's stuff that you guys need to be aware of. Uh, that being said, before we get into it, I just want to make sure that you guys know who these guys are in case you don't already know them. Uh, so we'll start with Coach Brian Curtis. Brian Curtis runs a monster brokerage in, uh, and really he's a monster team with a little brokerage uh, in the massive metropolis of Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, home of Walmart. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. There's like a Walmart and a gas station and that's the town. Uh, but I'm just joking. Brian crushes it there. Does over 300 transactions a year and, uh, is one of, if not the most sought after coach at club wealth, super awesome guy. Then of course, we've got coach Sheree Benjamin, uh, in the house who literally, uh, three years ago, I think her best year ever was what? 50 something transactions. And this year, she's going to close over 500 units. This woman knows what she's doing. She is no joke. Get out of her way. You either get on her train or you get run over by it. So now I freaking love Coach Sheree. She's awesome. Very intelligent woman. And uh, arguably the most successful, uh, I should say, the, the fastest success that we've seen in a very long time. We're very excited about her success. And then, of course, Coach Long Doan. And Long, for those of you that don't know, uh, as a young man, literally almost died multiple times trying to escape the war-torn and uh, ravaged Vietnam. And uh, literally, he had uh, less than a 50% uh, chance of survival and, uh, and made it, got to America. And let me tell you, man, this guy came from nothing and actually less than nothing and figured it out. And he's crushing it now. And he and his partner, Mike Bernier, have a massive brokerage, uh, and I think right now you guys, let's see, two years ago you were at about 78 agents, now you're at like 378, is that about right? 338 today. 338 today, so just killing it, uh, and uh, just crushing it up there, running really awesome, you guys are doing a 100% model up there, uh, and uh, just a great brokerage where they really encourage teams in their brokerage, and several of other coaches, actually Dan uh, Baltzer, uh, one of our coaches, is also in your brokerage, so Tell us today, Long, what are we going to be talking about today and why is this so important for us? 
Yeah, so iBio seems to be the new buzz out there. And actually, I, I learned that a lot of people didn't even know what iBio is. So all this is just a concept. It's not an actual company. But uh, iBio concept actually been around forever. Just real estate investors coming in to offer cash to buy home. We might see them in the form of yellow signs out there. We buy ugly houses, except now they're just using more technology. So iBio is a real estate investor that uses, uh, uh, you know, proprietary uh, valuation models, uh, AVM as we would call them, to come up with a value that it can make a cash offer within minutes, if not a day or two, uh, of buying your home and closing it quickly. So that's essentially what iBuyer is. Well, and this is one of the big changes. I mean, back in the day, we all, you know, not all of us, but a lot of us were doing, you know, guaranteed sale programs and we were offering to buy people for, you know, homes and we've got other people who have been deliberately, literally buying, like with the guaranteed sale program, the, the, the goal was not necessarily to buy the house. It was to get the listing, right? But these guys legitimately, they, they want the house. They literally want to buy the house. And the crazy piece of this is that the margins that they're operating on are razor thin and getting thinner every day. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, what are these guys coming in with? You know, what are they willing to pay for the place and why? How are they getting away with this? Yeah, so some of the more major players are door, uh, open door, offer pad, knock, instant offers. So these are just big, huge investors that comes in. And Michael's correct. They're, they're, uh, they're looking for anywhere from by the time you're done. Uh, for example, when you go do a listing presentation, right? People ask what your commission is. And they said, why are you 6% when someone else offering me four and a half? What they're really asking, what's my net amount am I going to get? So if you're good at providing value and showing them that at 6%, you're still going to make them more money. You're going to win the listing. So essentially, these guys are using the same concept is that when we're done with you, our net amount is very close to what you would have got anyway, except we're going to solve a ton of your pain point. One is, you know, uh, you got to get your house already, you know, for showing. If you got kids, you got to get them out of the house. You got to do open house. You got to keep it clean all the time. Uh, and then you might have to do repairs because the city ordinance or maybe uh, the appraiser might call it out. And then uh, the market is starting to shift to a more balanced market from a seller's market. So now you're seeing days on market getting longer and longer, and they may already bought another home. So how these guys work is a lot of times it's distressed buyers or very highly motivated by a seller. I'm sorry, seller. So they come in and they break down for you because we personally also, uh, Mike and I work with open door. So we already have a few scenarios that we're doing. So they're showing you that this is the purchase, the offer price. My, including the minus commission, minus the uh, holding cost, minus the sell pay closing cost that you may have to offer. By the time they're done, they're showing the net amount is about three to 5% different in most deals, sometimes five to 10%, but many of them between three to 5%. So if you're a seller saying, I don't want any of these pain points, just taking a run because I have the equity, they, they will probably do it. So uh, this, but you're right though. I, what they do then is they're going to flip them because the, the target focus for them right now, especially Open Door, because I work with Open Door, so I know more about them, but most of the iBuyers are about $100,000 to $500,000 price range. So that's what they're looking for. So they're in those market that, uh, you know, that they can really tight that when you plug in the address, they'll tell you either if it's going to qualify if it's not. And if it is, it's going to pop up an, an offer price for you. Okay, so I got to ask you this because, you know, first of all, you just said that they're doing this on homes up to $500,000 in a lot of cases, which is interesting. And so you've got people out there and granted, 
it, it right now for most of these companies, they're not necessarily uh, paying them really, really close to full price. You know, they're not doing like 99% yet, but I know open doors goal is to get there. Like Open Door's goal, if I understand it right, is they wanted to get to that 98% of, uh, of actual value price range. Dude, you start thinking about this, guys, these companies are here to stay, and they're taking massive market share. Uh, like in, in Texas, I think, in, uh, is it Austin where they've got, uh, it's crazy, it's like a 10% market share or something? Yeah, they're in Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston right now, so I don't okay. know if uh, Austin's one of them yet. Okay. But so in, in those areas, they've got really a lot of market share, and it's taken off. And what's, what's also interesting is that we know Nick Shivers, right? A lot of you guys know Nick Shivers. Uh, Nick is running a program uh, similar to that himself. Now, he's he's not a big company like an Open Door or some of these other guys, but he's running a, uh, what I think he calls it rocket listings or something like that, where literally he's going in and he's buying these houses. He's getting it actually for a pretty decent discount. Um, and he's flipping these properties and he's making pretty good money on them. But what we're finding is, that what, what these companies are doing is they're solving a need in the industry. People want to get rid of the headache. They just want it done. And they're willing to give up money to do it. And, and you guys, this is like, this is a big deal. Back in the day, back, you know, 20 years ago, it's not that people weren't willing. I mean, there's always been people that were willing to sell their house at a discount to avoid hassle. The fact of the matter is, though, there's more of those people today than I think ever have before been out there. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. I mean, I'll add to that, too. Uh, once you understand iBuyer, they are picking up uh, a market share. But uh, if you understand it and you know how to leverage them, you can literally use them as your USP, a unique selling proposition, right? You can uh, come in and literally say, hey, I, I, can, I can sell your house in a day or two cash. And then when you get in front of them for a listing presentation, you're already plugging the address for the time. So you know, you tell them, this is what I got to cash off of right now on my phone for this amount. And I'll show you how this all works. But if you don't like that, this is what my recommended CMA, BPO, what do you come up with the list price going to be? And this is what you're going to net. Either option they take, they're working with you. Because company like uh, Open Door for us, when we go through and do that, we still make the commission, the listing commission. They don't pay the buyer commission. They still pay the listing commission. You as a listing agent, that's all you would have got normally anyway, unless you double end the deal, right? But the opportunity to also work with these buy company is that they need to relist them and flip them later. So a lot of time they will might need to use you. So one good thing about iBuyer is they still need us, the agents, to do a lot of these. They, they're going to do a ton of marketing to get it. But if you can get in front of them and work with them, you can actually benefit from it or, or leverage them. The other thing that they're, they're doing besides the pain point that I listed earlier that, uh, that we didn't really touch on is, unfortunately, as professional real estate agents, we have a lot of agent out there who are not good. So that's one of the pain points for the sellers to work with real estate agent. So they're trying to tell people that you can skip the real estate agent by working with us. So that's something to be aware of. Okay, so here's the question then, and, and I don't mean to dominate all the questions here, so so Sheree and Brian jump in at any time, but the question I have is, there, there's, you think about this, you mentioned there's opportunity here for real estate agents to potentially get the listing commission, maybe even potentially list the house when they're done with it and they're ready to flip it. Uh, and that sounds great. And I want to go deeper on that. I want you to walk us through how do we do that? Uh, yes. And I know, in fact, by the way, I, I was just talking with Tara the other day long and I need to get uh, you, I, I need to have you uh, shoot me that guy's name again that we talked to down there. Yep. Uh, we're going to see if we can get him to come out to listing agent boot camp yep. um, and see if we can't put something together there. But that being said, uh, what I'm concerned about and what I want you to address, and I think you're the, the best person to address this is 
all over the real estate industry right now, we see people that are coming after the agents commission. And we see third party companies coming in and trying to take pieces of the real estate transaction. And I think there's some fear out there and I don't know how much, but I've heard some fear out there from some agents that some of these iBuyer companies are taking away from our opportunity to, uh, you know, to be productive and to make money selling real estate. So the question I have for you is, is this another, and, and, and I'll just use Zillow as an example, right? So everybody's freaking out about Zillow right now. And they're, you know, they were able to buy just leads. Now they have to go through concierge and it's getting one step closer to the, the agent kind of being an employee of Zillow, right? And so is, it, is this another Zillow in that aspect or is this something different? And where do you see this going? And how do we operate within it? Yeah, so I, I don't think so because, of course, the iBuyer company like uh, Open Door and Knox and OfferPads and Instant Offer, they're going to do all this marketing, right? So when the, the consumer or the seller, potential seller, contact them directly, then we might be out of the picture. But what if we market to the, the potential seller because we are in the market, we should be dominating the market, not someone outside of a market. We go market that we can, we have. So what you do is you sign up with one of these iBuyer companies. So when you sign up with them, they provide you, like for us, we got our own URL. So when you get that, you literally, they know it's you, right? So when you mm -hmm. plug in the address, you get credit for it. So then you take that to the potential listing or presentation to talk to a seller that you had told them that I, I have an offer ready for you. I can buy, I can sell your home right now, right now, right now for this amount. So when you go through all that stuff with them, if they say, yes, I will go with open door in this scenario, we already gonna get one of the listing commission that we agree with the seller. So normally it's 3% in our market, 3.3%. We usually get six, 2.7 goes to buyers in the Minneapolis Twin City market. So if you do a 3.3%, we still get it because I buy already, opened already built in the 2.7 in their, in their pricing, right? Because they don't have to pay the buyer agent commission. Right. So, so you're already capturing that. If uh, you, you happen to also uh, 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 and that's how they, they work with us as an agent. That's why they still need us. So if they originate the, the listings, then they don't need you. So they might need you later if you sign up with them to be the listing agent because they're going to try to list themselves. But many times they need to hire the, the local agent to be the one that do the listing. Okay, so they do have their own real estate company in some markets and they do yeah. list it themselves. Just like, just like what you and I used to do for REO. I, so exactly. maybe, uh, and I think iBuyer is the next REO. Well, I think that, that uh, yes, I think that it's going to get handled like that. I agree with you on that. The question that I have, though, is, okay, so the, one, if they have their own company locally, what is their incentive to list with an agent? Is it like a builder where they've got that last house in the subdivision and they just they just want somebody local to handle it? Is that kind of the premise? Yeah, so, but but that's that's like low, longer down the line in the linear process, right? We uh -huh. want to catch up upstream, which is we they want us to bring them sellers. That, that, they, that, that they will buy from the property so that we can still make our commission as a listing agent anyway, just like a normal traditional listings. So that, that, that's why that us as agent can still leverage them to get in front of sellers to do a pitch. And then if they don't want to work with the iBuyer company, we then can get the listing like we normally would have. And, and is this if they say yes to the iBuyer, we still get the huh. listing commission anyway. Okay, so I no, I get that. Okay, but what I would assume though is that if I'm sending them a lot of these opportunities, I'm going to be higher on the list right. for people that are going to get their opportunities. Is that That's accurate, correct. or is that just that, top? That is yes, that is accurate. Okay, you become that preferred uh, agent in the market. 
Okay. And so that's a pretty, so, so does it matter how soon you get into this process? Is it important to get in sooner than later so that you can become that preferred agent in the market? And does that make it more difficult for somebody, even if they're sending a bunch of opportunities to them, does it make it more, more difficult for somebody to subsequently come along and become that preferred agent? Hey, let's face it. You and I did this in REO, right? We're still in a people business. At the end of the day, it's right. about relationship. So if you get in front of somebody, you build a relationship, sometimes someone else might perform you in your market, you're still going to be the preferred. So that's what I'm, I believe is going to work the same way. I think you're right. And so, but the, the difference here and the, and the, and this is where people have evolved, right? This isn't, this isn't the previous decade, right? Where, where you and I made a ton of money with these institutional clients. The difference is back then these institutional clients weren't nearly as savvy about becoming real estate brokerages or real estate agents in certain markets. And so we had some opportunity that I think may have gone away, uh, you know, it's since then. And so my, my big question is, and this is where, I, and, I, and we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do one of these uh, Club Ball TV episodes with some of these companies. We're going to get you and some of these companies on to really kind of grill them and figure this out. But is this one of those things where this is phase one and phase one is, hey, let's get all these agents in our system and let's get them to give us all their listings so that we can market them and let's get all this momentum. And then when we get momentum, then we'll start screwing the agents, right? Then once we got this momentum, we'll start saying, oh, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. We got your data now. We're going to sell it back to you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Long's like, probably. <laughs> So, I mean, is that what's happening? I mean, do you think that's their game plan long-term? And are we just, at this point, just saying- Just, hey, just, I, hey you mentioned Zillow earlier, right? Work. Zillow came across in the beginning as a friend, helping us do all this stuff. Now they're using us to, to, to get the, to generate leads and to sell them back to us. So actually that could be, but you know, for now, let's take advantage of what's going on. And eventually maybe we can work ourselves upstream on where and how the lead's going to come. Okay, so that was okay. So you're you're kind of thinking that may be possible as well, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay, so I'm not alone in my crazy thought here. Okay, because that was that was I was I was wondering, am I just off the deep end here, or is this potentially really what's going on? Uh, it's uh, I'm hearing that you think that's potentially what's going on as well. But at the end of the day, it's it's like anything else, right? I mean, right now, you know, do people make money on Zillow leads or Realtor.com leads or any of these other companies that you know likely will will take more and more and more of what we're doing and take it in-house for them. Yeah. I mean, essentially those companies are becoming the biggest teams in the country. Right. Uh, and, and we're now on their team. <laughs> so this is probably likely to happen with these, but that what you're, what I'm hearing you say is, Hey, that may be the case, but in the meantime, let's make some money on it. That's because, right. Because, because what, you know, unless we can get that whole industry to say, Nope, we're not going to participate. It's happening. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. I love it. Brian and Shree, you got to have something for me. I feel bad. I'm totally dominating this thing, but I find this fascinating. I really do. I find this fascinating because if we don't learn from the past, we're condemned to repeat it. That being said, no amount of knowledge is going to stop. Like I can have all the knowledge in the world, but if I stand in front of the train, I'm just going to get run over. So at some point I got to, I got to do something with that knowledge. And sometimes it may just be, you know, I can be right or I can be rich. Right. And this feels to me like one of those scenarios where, you know, I can fight it, but all that's going to happen is the guy next to me in my market's going to go embrace it, do something with it. And yeah, we can see it coming, but good luck stopping it. 
Absolutely. So, you know, Long, you and I were on a call, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago. I've slept since then. I'm not exactly sure when. <laughs> but I feel like this is this is potentially the next revelation. But here's an interesting thing when I was looking at this model. I've had some discussions with people about it and specifically Open Door. Um, you know, what what baffles me about their model is their margins, just to be honest. And so you know, as the market shifts, I'm all about staying on top of it. I'm all about just like long, like if Open Door was in my hot in in my market, I would be one of their agents. I promise. And but they're not, and so I'm just you know waiting for the next opportunity for for that thing. But you know, to Michael's point, first of all, we can create some of these programs ourselves. I've created my own program. We're running ads on it. I'll be honest, we just created it. A week and a half ago, two weeks ago, ran the first ads. We haven't got a, the amount of response we want yet. So that's an interesting idea that that's out there. But, you know, at some point in time, I feel like these people are going to have to make money. I feel like they're backed by very large institutional money, like large, large, large amounts of money. I find it interesting that they're buying houses at, would you say, 97, 98 percent of value? Is that accurate? You know, when we did this back in the day, um, 06, 07, 08, we actually had programs like we had local investors that set up the exact same program. Obviously, we didn't have the backing that these guys have, but we were buying houses at 90 cents on the dollar or 85 cents on the dollar. So that's the part that really, I'll be honest, confuses me. And I'm, you know, short term, though, it's a great opportunity. And I think that the number one thing that agents they're always looking for why it's screwing them. And here's the reality. It, it, we might get screwed by this. We might end up at the, at the wrong end of the stick. But to Michael's point, if we don't try and jump in and understand, then we're the ones who are going to get left behind and somebody's going to figure it out. You know, institutional buyers, institutional sellers, they're, they're coming back. They are a thing. And we need to understand the best way to play with them. And that's really, you know, the thing that, that I feel like we need to be looking out for every single day is where's the opportunity and where did we miss it? You know, to, to the point I was speaking to someone yesterday about this, I would love to go back to 2010, get every real estate broker in the country to agree not to sell their data to Zillow. A little too late for that. But, you know, we did yeah. it. You know, and I'm not saying that we can't roll that back at some point, but the problem becomes this. And this is what I've seen. I've seen brokers in my market go, I'm not giving my house to Zillow. Well, when I go up against them, I will say, hey, that guy doesn't even put your house on Zillow. So, you know, it's just really a catch 22. If I'm a home seller, I want my house on Zillow. Why? It's the number one website in the country for, for real estate. So, you know, for us, it's about trying to figure out how to capture the best opportunity. And here's the thing. In this market, or let's say this market that this program started in, say, six months ago, buying a house at 98% of value is no big deal. The question then becomes, what happens six months from now, a year from now, if the market kind of goes like this a little bit, how much of these guys are going to be around? And it may be more, it may be less. But to you know, if you get in with them and they go out of business, you're fine. If you don't get out in with them and they end up dominating the market, you're kind of in trouble. So, you know, I appreciate the, the concept of, hey, let's at least get in, see what they're doing. And I would say to everybody that gets in with any type of institutional, you know, we use things like Homelight, we use Effective Agents and Agent Prano and Agent, all these things. And I hear people say, you know, they sent me one referral in six months or they gave me one opportunity in six months. You know what? Take the one opportunity and leverage that. Same with this iBuyer program, whoever you're with, Open Door, there's three or four other ones, you know, do what they ask you to do, step up 
it's going to be an obnoxious process, by the way. And the reason that 95% of the people who are, who are on this call probably won't participate is because it's outside of their current wheelhouse and it feels uncomfortable and there's extra paperwork and the agents in your market don't like it and yada, 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 yada. But here's the thing. To be different, you have to be different, and and I appreciate it. Um, I'm I'm just grabbing on the long and doing what he's doing because I think he's got to figure it out. So, I'll add to that that those are all good points by Brian. So first of all, I, I know that Open Door when the pricing start going down, their offers will go down too to match that margin, right? Uh, the other thing that I believe they're doing because they're new, just like when Zillow first came out, they're trying to change consumer behavior because mm-hmm. if if you get used to eventually go straight to people like Open Door. That's Brian. That's when you talk about we might be, you know, a skip out of the process. Um, and then they're very team friendly from what I understand, because they want to also have one point of contact. So they want to make sure that you process, you submit the offer all the same way. So they don't like big brokerages or individual agents. So I had to let them know that we also had a team. That's why we handle them, because we have, as you know, I have my own team at the brokerage. Uh, but then answer your other question is, uh, it, and I, I will be having conversations with Michael about this, too. I'm trying to get us a seat at the table. But the broker public portal, if you've not heard of it yet, it's been around for almost two years now, 18 months. We're starting to be the next Zillow, but without Zillow or Realtor owning it. We want to be owned by, uh, there's, right now there's a board of 15 people and maybe 160-some uh, brokers of all different sizes, small, medium, large, uh, are doing this right now to see how we can get all of the MLS to feed into broker public portal. And then when they generate the lead, it actually goes back to the agent and no third party will ever own it. So that's something that uh, that's out there as well that uh, I'll be talking to you more. Okay, now you just got my, like, you can't throw, that's not fair. Like, you can't just like, hey, by the way, there's this really awesome thing that's gonna knock Zillow off its block and give us all control again, and then say, oh, but I'll tell you about it later. I, mean, that's, I just awesome found out about thing. it yesterday afternoon, so I knew we were gonna have a call today, so I didn't talk to you yet. <laughs> So, and, and I'll tell you, Long, my, my uncle, um, Merle Whitehead, for anybody who knows him, he actually used to own Realty USA. It was the largest real estate company in the state of New York. And uh, he's been working on that project for two years. I, I, I was with him at Christmas two years ago, and we were talking about that. But it's a real project, and it's happening, and uh, it's, it's, a neat, it's a neat deal that's going to happen. And, you know, the question then becomes, will we sell our data to to Zillow or not, or we will we cut them off or, you know, and I think that the key to this whole thing that you're talking about is getting us as a group to stop acting like Long's my enemy and Cherie's my enemy and Michael's my enemy. We're all going towards the, co- the same common goal, and that's to, you know, have successful businesses and make money. But as as a group, not not the people on this call, but as a group, we've kind of been contentious with each other. You know, you see this all the time. Well, I don't want to go to a, a mastermind with somebody in my local market because they're going to learn all my tricks. In case anybody's wondering out there, there's no tricks. <laughs> so, um, you know, the reality is, is that there's no secrets, especially in 2018. You know, lack of knowledge is not keeping people from being successful. We have more knowledge and information in 2018 than we had combined for the 10 years prior to that. So, you know, when someone invites you to something locally, get involved with that because when we agree locally, then we can agree regionally. And when we agree regionally, we can agree nationally and we can stop getting shafted as an industry if we kind of come together. And it's one of the things that I love about dealing with people like yourself at Long, just that you see the big picture. And, you know, again, I remember seeing my first website 
website that had every listing on it and going, why on earth did we give all that information away to the public? That wasn't even Zillow. That was just a local company. I'm like, we literally gave it all away. We had the keys to the kingdom. We had all the information. They had to come to us. And what did we do? We made it public. <laughs> We're the only industry in the history of the world that gave away the most valuable thing that we had, which was information. So uh, hopefully in the next 10 years, we'll figure out how to retract that back a little bit and, uh, well, that's what Zillow did, right? They they they, yeah. offer, they they will they will market our property nationwide for free. So open door and I buy might be doing the same thing. They're just getting in. They know they're gonna lose money in the beginning and invest into it. They're just trying to change consumer behavior. Yep, then that's exactly right. So Gazome's doing the same same thing. There's there's companies out there who are disruptors, but you know, understand this. So again, having a conversation with my uncle a couple of years ago, he was talking about help you sell. I don't even know if they exist anymore. You know, um, it doesn't mean that that's gonna, you know, it's gonna be right or wrong, but I guess what I'm saying to everybody who's listening is don't just go, oh, that's a fad, that's a fad. And the truth is there'll be 10 companies and nine of them will be a fad. But get in with all the 10 companies and then the one that's not a fad, then then that's the winner for you. You know, I would love to go back to 2010 and smack myself and say, look, this Zillow thing, these leads that you're getting are a lot better than you're getting me credit for. And, you know, work them like we work them today. Back then, you got a Zillow lead. You're like, all right. Yeah, you're not interested. OK, great. Thanks. And they just kind of went away, which, again, just baffles me that and I was part of it. So I'm not talking anyone else who did it. You did it, too. But, you know, ultimately look for the opportunities over and over and over again. And if you really want to if you're not smart enough to figure it out, just do what long does. So that's kind well, of I, I, I believe, again, uh, all of us are business owners, even if you're an, an agent working for a broker or whatever. Right. So you're the CEO of your own company. And there are yeah. only three type of activity you should be doing as a CEO. One is innovation. But that's what Brian touching on. Find every other way you can do to grow your business, whatever that might be. Two is quantification, tracking, track, 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 and document stuff. And then three is orchestration, putting people, process, system in place to, to, to run your business. So if you're not thinking about this kind of opportunity or innovation and you think they're a threat, just look at the big picture and see how it can help you versus how it can hurt you. So hold on, you said innovation. Let's go through this again. Innovation. Yep. Quantification. Quantification. This is, you know, tracking, documenting uh, things and then orchestration, which is putting process system people in place to, to, to you know, to run your business. Love it. So uh, we're just talking about innovation part right now. So that's that's one thousand why everyone should be looking for opportunities versus thinking it's a threat. Yeah, that's huge. You know, now I got to come back to, I want to talk really quick or just ask you really quick about your broker public portal. Dude, I love it. So who owns this? Who's, who actually owns it? Is it owned by the association? Is it on, who's, who's, who's in control? Nope, it's an LLC with a bunch of brokers like us all got together. And uh, like Brian said, it's been almost a couple of years now and they're starting to get some traction. So I just found out about it yesterday. I'm like, why am I not one of those freaking brokers? So I'm going to get myself in there somehow, and I'll, I'll let you know, Michael, how we as a group can can have a seat at the table. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, man. Like, we got to get involved. I mean, because that's – but the thing I like about it is that it's going to be owned by group brokers. Here's the thing, though. The thing that does a little bit worry me is if that group of brokers that owns it isn't large enough, then you still run the risk of it becoming the whole – you know, like Zillow or whatever, becoming something that is more centric to those few people that own it. And for their for their benefit, or versus for the benefit of the agents uh, as 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 a community, 
So yeah, they're working pretty closely with the MLS uh, services. So okay. in my state alone, there's like seven or eight MLSs because we don't even you know work together. That's why Zillow come in and they see that, and you know they they get one MLS pretty much nationwide. Well, in our state, we even have too many. So all the MLS are starting to combine even here in Minnesota to work together. And then that's how they're working with through the MLS to make sure that all the MLS will feed the data to the broker public portal. And then, then that can only be not be bought and owned by a third party. That's interesting. I'm really interested to see where that goes. Uh, and by the way, Paul Campbell says, uh, in case anyone out there is wondering, there are no tricks. That's the gem of the week right there. Thank you, Brian Curtis. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right. So, by the way, folks, uh, as, as we uh, continue on here, before we can continue on, uh, do me a favor. If you have questions for any of the panelists today, if you have uh, comments, please type them into the Facebook feed that uh, that you're seeing at uh, Michael Hilkson's Club Wealth Real Estate Coaching and Consulting. Uh, if you go to our page, you can uh, comment right in the feed there. That's the feed that we follow live on the show. Uh, and so please do that. That being said, I also need to make sure that I don't forget to give a little plug for our sponsor uh, wh who makes this show possible, which is Wise Hire. Uh, we freaking love Wise Hire. Use them all the time. They're a great resource. I'm pretty sure everybody on this call is using Wise Hire. Uh, and, uh, and it's just one of many tools that we use for recruiting, uh, but it's one of the good ones. We really like WiseHire. And if you want to get uh, the Club Wealth discount on WiseHire, go to wisehire.com. That's W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E.com uh, forward slash Club Wealth. And I see Chuck Fazio just joined us. What's up, Chuck? It's good to see you, man. We got to get together. Got to get down there uh, and uh, do an event. Uh, I was just talking to Tara about that the other day. So that being said, let's continue on. So tell us more along about how can agents monetize this right now? How can we get in the loop? How can we start, you know, getting involved with these companies and use it to help the agent make more money right away? Yeah. So first of all, check into any of the iBuyer program out there to see if they're in your market. And so go like, through really slowly who some of those are, and, and maybe we can get somebody to type those into the chat. I don't know if Sandy Sites is still watching, or Sheree maybe, or Brian, or anybody that's watching. If any of you guys could start typing these in while Juan's rattling. Yeah. Up. So some of the major one, uh, Open Door. Okay. Offer pad, knock, instant offers. So those are the few big ones out there to check to see if they're in your market and see how you can sign up with them. But like Brian said, there's no reason why you can't put together your own iBuyer program. What you do is you go find a bunch of investors in your market and you let them know that, you know, because they're out there, they can't find properties right now anyway, right? So if they're okay with that margin, you can, you can work with them so that you have your own iBuyer program. Then you leverage that as your USP and, and market to see how you can get in front of people to help them list their homes by, you know, guaranteeing that you have a buyer line up to buy their home because you should know by the time you go in. Uh, and then you go in, you do the listing presentation. And then as a consultant, you share with them the two different options to see which one that's best for them because you may not know because they might go, you know what, I'm okay. I'll not have to deal with all this pain point for three to 5%, you know, uh, less than what I would be getting. Guaranteed close, you know, no headache. Because even with when you work all the numbers in, because uh, the market's shifting now, so seller concessions start to be uh, asked again, right? Buyers closing costs usually about three uh, percent. If you don't close for thirty to sixty days, that's two mortgage payment. You work that back in, okay? Any repairs that they talk about that you might have to do. So by the time you add that all up, and then they don't have to pay the buyer's commission because now I buyer built that in. Really, at the end of the day, they're really close. So for some buyers, it makes sense. For some, they may not. They want the most for it. 
And that's when you then say, okay, that's fine. I would enlist your home the traditional way. Either way, you're going to win. So I would say you want to learn how to leverage iBuyer and to actually earn more money. And, and this should be part of your business plan for 2019 if you're not already building that in. Well, and, and here's something else that, that we're going to be doing with this long. And, you know, so maybe I go to a listing and, and, and I list the house traditionally, but during that presentation, I say, you know, they need to go buy another house in my market or they need to go buy another house in, a, in another market, wherever I'm going to refer them. I get them in my, in my wheelhouse. And I say, look, here's the beauty of working with me that nobody else is going to offer you. If 60 days into this, you find the perfect house and you're willing to take just a little bit less for your house, you know, say three to 5% less than you actually want, I can guarantee that I will have someone come and buy your house so you don't miss the next house. And, and, and the thing that I think a lot of people are missing with this opportunity is, and I saw this yesterday, I'm building some graphs out and I think everybody should be doing this. Take a look at interest rates. So interest rates are almost exactly a point higher today than they were a year ago. Almost, almost two, I mean, within negligible margins, depending on what your source is. So if we make the assumption, and I think it's a good one, that interest rates will also be another point higher a year from today, mm -hmm. then you can look at value of that. So, and I looked at it. So when you look at a $200,000 house, you're talking about $130, $140 a month difference. So if I'm this seller who's also a buyer, I've got to take into account the fact that if every day that I wait, I'm potentially going to pay more for my house and, and getting my extra $5,000, is that helping me or hurting me? And it's going to be a, a heck of an education process to go along the way. But if you can explain that to people, and by the way, so Michael will love this. I figured out over the life of the loan, it was going to cost somebody 140, you know. So it was kind of an interesting thing. So you take 143 and you multiply it times 360. And over the life of the loan, assuming that you're going to keep that house for 30 years, which I know isn't necessarily a good assumption, $51,000. Do you want $51,000 30 years from now or do you want $5,000 today? You know, there's, there's other things to do that. But, you know, we really, whatever programs we have and the thing that every agent needs to hear, whether you like iBuyer or like anything else, the key to real estate in 2018 and going into 2019 no matter what is being different because they've talked to six agents and by the way, they have, how am I different? I've got this opportunity that I can guarantee you, I can get you in another house. I've got this opportunity that I can sell your house and guaranteed in 30 days. And it's not a trick where I, you know, no offense to Michael and everyone who did guaranteed sale back in the day, but of course you buy the house for 65 cents on the dollar. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 90 to 95 cents on the dollar and guarantee you get to your next move. So, you know, not that there was anything wrong with the guaranteed sales that we did back in the day, but Michael, realistically, how many of those did you ever buy? Very almost none. I mean, right. literally, and and actually none from the actual program. Bought a lot of houses, but none from the actual program uh, right. because they always pick. Yeah, well, I want top dollar, so just you know, let me let me just do the regular deal. I'll take it at top dollar, and and if it takes you ninety days to sell it, no big deal. Right. So imagine that guy who calls you and says, and you know, Brian, I got moved from my job, and I got to start in thirty days. Or, hey, Brian, my wife lost her job, and we need to sell today. Well. 
yeah, I'll buy your house for 70 cents on the dollar. That doesn't help them. I'll buy your house for 90, 95 cents on the dollar. And you may have just saved their credit and their mortgage and their future. Yeah, they lost $10,000 over what they wanted, but but they saved $150,000 and not to mention their credit score and their stress and everything else. So, you know, look at opportunities, I guess is what I'm saying, and find a way to leverage every single thing that you can and be different. Be different is the key in 2019. By the way, everybody has access to the MLS. Everybody puts a house on Zillow. If that's your unique selling proposition, you don't have one. Innovation, Brian, that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's both, it's innovation and it's also uniquely positioning yourself with, you know, some kind of a unique selling proposition. Uh, because the reality is if you're not different than the next guy, why would they want to work with you? What different, like it, it's, then it's all, then you're a commodity. And then it's like, okay, well, you, how, how cheap are you? Are you going to give me the best deal on commission? Because right. what we want to position is we don't want to be apples to apples. We want to be apples to oranges, right? What's important for us is, you know, make sure that, you know, when they're looking at all these other people, they all pretty much do the same thing and they charge this for it. But hey, if you want this thing over here that's completely different than what everybody else does, it might cost you a little bit more. You're going to be happy to pay it because you're going to get what you want in the way that you want, but it's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges. You have to position yourself as such. Speaking of which, Paul Campbell makes a great comment in here. Paul's uh, joining us from Portland, Oregon. Uh, and Paul says, uh, here's a twist that could cause some disruption. Fly homes. Have you guys heard of fly homes? So fly homes, and, and it, it, he says in a nutshell that they aren't buying directly. They are providing institutional money to consumers to make cash offers and then making money's on, uh, making their money on the takeout loans after the fact. So it's almost like a bridge loan. And essentially, they're making their money on the back end. But, dude, let me tell you, these guys, it's, I'll tell you, they're big in the Northwest, and they're these guys are going to grow. Uh, it's a very interesting model, and there's a lot of people that are starting to use them. Because, and especially, it, it's interesting to see because of the short run, right, we're, we're, we're going to start transitioning into more of a buyer's market. But when we're in a seller's market, that model can be very powerful. Yeah, another thing that's speaking of uh, opportunities, too, is uh, for sale by owner and expires. If you got an iBuy program in place, those are great to go after as well, right? Because, uh, you know, they are opportunities. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that's one of my favorites, the Leads Like Candy, we call it. Uh, leadslikecandy.com is a, is a great lead source, uh, you know, for seller leads. But again, that's what they're doing is they're going after those distressed sellers. Uh, and also what they do also find is they find out buyers. And it's funny because people ignore the buyer side of that. You know, guys, a lead is a lead is a lead. Now, are there better leads? Yeah, there's there's some leads that are better than others, of course. But at the end of the day, if somebody's raised their hand and said in some way, shape, or form, I'm considering buying or selling a home, whether it's now or a year from now, it's a freaking lead. Get them in the pipeline. Nurture that lead and, and follow up with that lead long term. I just got after Austin today because I saw a couple of leads in our system that were, I thought, pretty good leads, and he didn't have a follow-up call scheduled in there. I'm like, what the freak? Are you kidding me? Like, I was ready to strangle the kids. I'm picturing myself right now with my hands around his little neck. And, and is that bad? Is that terrible? Yeah. So here's what I want to say, right? And like his neck and his eyes go bulging out of his head. <laughs> well, here's what here's what I say to a lot of times about the mindset. So I think I think if we change the our mindset or the way we just we that uh, uh, define lead, it's for me it's more opportunities. What I want to tell people all the time, you have an opportunity. What you do with the opportunity is up to you. Now, the opportunity might turn into a lead later. 
But when people think of league, they think like, hey, it's a guarantee. I call them. I got a deal. And then they get discouraged when they don't. So I think if you change the way you define things, I think more opportunities maybe is a better way to look at things. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. I'll tell a story about someone on my team, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk bad about myself a little bit. So when we first started working with a company called Zone, we went on the first five appointments, didn't get anything. It was a nightmare. The paperwork was hard. And Eric, who's um, my lead listing agent, I said to him, I said, "Should we stop doing these? It feels like they're wasting your time." And he put me in my place, and I've got to give him credit for that. He said, "Brian, it's an opportunity to have a real estate conversation with somebody." who owns a house. Why would I not want to go on that? And I was like, lesson learned. I appreciate that. And, you know, especially as we move forward, the low hanging fruit in my market, I can't speak to everyone else's market, but the, I want to buy a house and I want to buy it in 30 seconds, show it to me today. Those are, those aren't happening right now. I'm not saying they'll never happen again. So if those aren't happening, what do you have to go to? I don't know, maybe learning to nurture somebody, maybe learning to build a relationship with somebody, maybe taking an opportunity to to give more value to people. And, you know, I'm excited about this. I call it a mini shift. It's not shift. It's not 2008 when we're all, every house is an REO, but it's a mini shift. And it's a, it's a correction is probably a better statement for that. So as this correction happens, you know, what's our opportunities, our opportunities is to nurture people and 95% of real estate agents have no idea how to do that. So if you're doing that, and if you're using innovation, if you're doing all these things, you're going to crush it in 2019. If you're doing the same thing you did in 2016, 17 and 18, then, you know, um, Michael's favorite script is, would you like fries with that? So, you know, that's kind of where we're headed. Well, you know, when you, when I ask agent all the time, how are you doing? And I get this little up and down, up and down, right? Because all they wait for is, is reactively someone call them and say, I want to look for a house or list my house. But if yeah. you want it like a business, you have a plan in place, you'll be nurturing this because we're in a people business. I say that all the time, we're in a people business. So every opportunity you get in front of a person, you do it. Because even if they're not ready to buy or sell today, on an average, most people know 250 people. So the, it's the 250 people you want from them if you get into the network and you nurture them and you do all the things you're supposed to do and you run it like a business, you will see that eight months, 12 months, 24 months down the road that will get you from this to this every year. Awesome. You know who we haven't heard from today is Cherie. And I, I know. I was just going to say, I'm like, what? Cherie's over there. She's playing solitaire or something. I don't know what she's doing over there. But she's- she, she took my role. She just she was just quiet and listening. Before she gets to talk, I'll, again, I want to say one more thing. I know how Cherie feels because when, my, when I'm on with Mike Hellick, Michael Hellickson and Mike Bonilla, I don't get to talk either. So, Cherie, <laughs> take it away. Cherie. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're right about that. Who talks when Mike Bjorkman's on? Allison <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even talk when Bjorkman's on. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my silence is because I'm listening with both ears. Mm-hmm. So that's where there's that's why there's silence. You don't have a lot of silence from me. But this is the one thing that I really love about Club Wealth, and some of you guys are experiencing this when it comes down to Club Wealth TV, is that this, what you're seeing here is what happens in our tier four mastermind that we're going to be doing at BSM. And yes, I do sit there and I am quiet, but when I'm quiet is because the wheels are spinning and I'm thinking, and if you guys haven't already done this, I don't know why you haven't. I've already in the middle of this. Yes. I was doing a little bit of something else. I was sending my listing and marketing manager a note saying, send me every listing that we have and plug it into this and give me that, send me those offers. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> While we've been sitting here, but um, 
One thing that I think we only kind of touched on just a little bit is in this, which you mentioned Zoom, you've mentioned Homelight, we're talking about open doors, we're talking about knock, we're talking about all that. If you're going to decide to play in that, then you need to always remember that you're going to build a relationship with them. You yep. have to. Don't forget that piece. People think of relationships as just between the buyers and the sellers. But those of you all who are team leaders, you need to understand that that is your main role. All of the companies that are out there, uh, you need to go deeper with those relationships with them. And I'm not talking about just sending things to them, but I'm talking about um, making sure they understand. Like what Long said, I'm a team. I went to a company who was sending me one or two leads here and there a month. And I told him, I said, I'm a team and not only am I a team, but I allow my agents to take credits for their listings. And the guy said, what? Or their deals. He said, what? You do what? Nope. I don't, I don't know any team members that, any team leaders that do that type of stuff. I, I used to be on a team. Who would have thunk that? I didn't know that when I was talking to him, but he said, I used to be on a team. And I'm not kidding. Every day. It, it literally changed overnight. That day it changed with the amount of referrals and different opportunities that was coming in. So a lot of people might have glanced over this uh, Club Wealth TV and you're talking about investors, you're talking about disruptors. We're talking about things that you need to pay attention to. And we're talking about things that are happening right now. And you need to decide whether you're going to play in the game or whether you're not. And those that are going to play in the game, you need to go deeper in that. You know, you need to go deeper with that if you're going to play in that game. Um, I think it's smart for you to because it's here. It's nothing. We're not avoiding it. What's here right now. So that's I, my I'd like to add on that, Michael, how, how, how many members are we up to now? 30,000 or something like that? In the Facebook group? Yeah, we're just under 30,000 members. Okay, so you know how much money people pay to go to get information like this? There should be 15 to 30,000 member freaking, excuse my French, on watching this right now because I guarantee you, you could have learned one or two things that you can take back and double your business 2019. So why are not more people on watching TV, Club Well TV, Michael? I'll tell you why, there's two reasons. Number one, because they're complacent, right? Because they're literally, they're just like, okay, they're either caught in the grind or they're complacent, right? Where they're sitting there and they're thinking, I'm doing as much as I can, I can't possibly do more, blah, 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 my brain is full. Dude, let me tell you, as soon as you get to that point in your, in your business, your life, You've got to reassess what's going on in your world because that is the death of your growth, which is the death of your business and everything else around you. You cannot stop learning. You cannot stop growing. And even if you don't do anything like let's like right now, let's some of the people that are watching this will go into the feed and they'll see these you know these names of these companies. They'll go in and they'll be like, okay, I'm going to reach out to OfferPad. I'm going to reach out to Offers. Like I want to reach out to all these other companies. And they're going to start developing those relationships and they're going to start getting benefit out of it. Some of you won't. Some of you won't take any action. And you know what? I'm not even saying that's terrible, but I will say that those that take action will always have more success than those that don't, even if they fail, right? We say fail forward. It's not, it's not cliche. It's true, right? Now, that being said, at the very least, those people, even if they don't take immediate action, those people that are watching right now and learning this, they're going to be a step ahead. They're going to know not only what's happening right now, but what's coming. They're going to be thinking about, okay, if this is coming, how am I going to deal with that? How am I going to prepare for that? How am I going to make sure that I'm relevant two, three, five, ten years from now and that I'm not having to learn the whole new script of would you like fries with that, right? I mean, because the reality is if I don't want to have to learn that script, I mean, the alternative to that is would, you know, it would be is that would that be a large beef soft taco or a small? I mean, seriously, like nothing wrong with tacos. 
I had <laughs> nothing wrong with tacos. I, <laughs> I just don't, like, want don't to want to I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't you talk smack about my tacos. I love tacos. <laughs> All right. So that being said, uh, we do need to wrap up. But here's the thing. Ramon, seriously, thank you for bringing this topic up. Thank you for joining us today. I think this is a very important topic. And if you think about this, how many of you watching right now wish you could go back in, in time 10 years and have this conversation about Zillow and know yeah. what's coming and be prepared. Go ahead, Brian. What were you saying? I was just going to say, if I, I wouldn't, I would, because I would, no offense to any of y'all, but I wouldn't be on this phone call today. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because I'd you've be been stepping in. Yeah. And guys, that's the power of masterminding. And that's one of the things, you know, a lot of what we do on these calls is simply mastermind. Misty Bruton, can I, I just noticed Misty's been watching this whole time. Can I ask you a question? See, if you're going to be on here, freaking Misty Bruton, you're one of the most amazing rock stars in real estate period. You need to have Tara give you the freaking link and you need to just join us on the freaking video. Misty needs to be on here. Do you want to talk about a freaking baller? That woman needs to be on this show. Uh, so Missy, we need to figure that out and, and figure out how to get you on here more often. Um, but that being said, you guys do, you, you've got to really understand what's coming and you got to start getting prepared for it. Cause if you don't, you're going to get left behind. Um, you know, it's like REO everybody after, after REO really took off, everybody's like, Oh, well, those guys just got lucky. No, we didn't. I got news for you. We didn't get lucky. We were paying attention. We were talking to one another. We were learning from one another and we helped one another. That's why we all did really well in REO. And guess what? We're doing it right now with this, with or without you. If you want to be a part of it, get freaking involved. Start watching the episodes. Get signed up for coaching. Come to an event. Get involved. Because I got news for you. If you're not involved, you are literally getting left behind and you don't even realize it. And by the time you realize it, it will be too late. Sorry about the soapbox, but I just like I'm really passionate about this because I'm sick and tired of people saying, oh, Cherie's just lucky. B.S. She's not lucky. She's worked her arse off for everything she's got. You know, I don't want to hear freaking oh, Long and Mike or they just they just got they got lucky and it just you know they were at the right time place and the right time. No, they weren't. They put themselves in the right place at the right time. They consciously did it, knowing what was coming. How did they do it? How did they know what was coming? Because they masterminded, they networked, and they learned from other people. You guys, this is not rocket science. But these little subtleties, it's like, how did I know that the short sale market was coming when it did? How did I get involved in short sales so early? I got involved in short sales so early because I paid freaking attention. And I listened to people that were smarter than me. And I watched what was happening. And I networked and masterminded with people all over the country that were producing at a higher level than me and that knew what they were doing. And guess what? Because of that, bam, I hit it hard. And I went from doing you know, a few hundred transactions a year to literally over well over 100 a month. And guys, that doesn't happen when you're sitting on the freaking sidelines. Get involved, quit making excuses, and start listening. So, to people so Michael, my thing, my thing. I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yes. My thing is <laughs> just um, <laughs> is this: you need to just visualize who that person is that you want to be, and then you need to. And if that person is a stranger to you, you've got to work like heck in order to meet that person. That's right. That's what I do. I'm visualizing who Cherie is in 10 years, in 20 years. But what is the end of that? What does Cherie look like? What does her look like? What does her life look like when she decides that she's retiring? And all I'm doing is working my butt off in order to meet that lady because that woman is a woman that I aspire to be. So. Me too. 
I, I, I'm really anxious to see what that woman become. What, what kind of woman you become, Brian? That's interesting. Um, he's like, I'm aspiring to be that one. I'm just joking. But here's the deal. All right, we got to wrap up. We're late for our coaches' calls. So we've got to run. But here's the thing, you guys. I want you to think about this. You do have to take action. You do got to get serious about this. You got to get fired up. You got. You you got to draw a line in the sand. Uh, you know, you watch these things, and this isn't a show. This is us masterminding, and you just get to hear us mastermind. That's what we're doing, guys. We're sharing ideas. We're learning from one another. And you just get to be a party to it. And we love that. That's giving you a backstage pass to our world. Take advantage of it. Share it with somebody. Type somebody's name into the feed right now that you think would benefit from what we're talking about. Share this with other people. Because guess what? As you give abundantly to the world, the world gives abundantly back to you. Have a great day, everybody. Looking forward to uh, our next Global Up TV. And Long, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um,